Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 3, 2, 1. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer. Jim Calhoun, NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Here we go. It is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day. I hope everybody is ready for what should be an action-packed, Midweek episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, this won't drop till Thursday, but it is Wednesday here as I record loaded Aaron Torres pod. Here's what you need to know about today's show. We're going to lead one college football topic. We don't do a ton of college football this time of year. I don't love talking about spring games. I don't think there's a ton to take away, but this weekend, Colorado coach prime Deion Sanders. 45,000 people expected for the spring game. Oh, by the way, they announced this week that Colorado has sold out its entire season ticket packages for the 2023 season. We're going to do a little early where Aaron was right because, man, oh, man, oh, man, did I nail that higher. We're going to discuss all the dynamics that go into it. And then from there, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to talk about some college hoops stuff couple stay-or-go decisions. Andre Jackson, Zach Eady, both are testing the draft waters. What does it mean for both programs? And then, how about some portal news and notes? Is there a new leader for Hunter Dickinson in Lexington, Kentucky? We're going to discuss that. Arkansas with another commit. Why I love this kid and why I love the way the Hogs are shaping up for 2023-2024. couple other teams I thought did good in the portal this week. Creighton, Syracuse, and the Florida Gators. I actually think Todd Golden is doing a very nice job with his group this spring. Loaded midweek Wednesday episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. So let's not waste any more time and let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, listen. I'll just tell you, it is spring. Spring means a lot of things in college sports. It's now portal season in football and basketball. But from the the spring football perspective, let me say this. I, in general, don't do a ton of spring football here on the Aaron Torres pod. And it's for one very simple. I, I don't think there's a ton that you can generally take away from these games. Um, you know, Michigan had their spring game two weeks ago. I kind of monitored it. They basically used it like a rookie minicamp. Like, like the best players weren't even in uniform. Best players weren't playing. They weren't in pads. Last week, you had USC, Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State, uh, Texas. And really outside Quinn Ewers being named the definitive starter going into week one, which isn't surprising at all. I don't know that there was a single headline out of any of those games. And so I'm always hesitant to take too much out of spring ball. But There is an interesting development going on right now in one game, one spring game that is going to happen this weekend. This weekend, we get another couple spring games, Alabama, Nick Saban, they will have their spring game, but also we will have another spring game, very interesting, out in Boulder, Colorado, where for the first time, we will see the debut of Deion Sanders, Coach Prime. We know him as Coach Prime, babe. We don't call him Dion on this show. We call him Coach Prime. Coach Prime, it is his debut at Colorado, along with his son, Shador Sanders, the quarterback, Shiloh Sanders, his other son, the defensive back. 
Travis Hunter, potential top 10 pick in the 2024 NFL draft. It is the debut for the Coach Prime show in Boulder, Colorado. They're expecting 45,000 people for this game. And oh, by the way, they are ESPN will be on hand to broadcast it. And so what I want to do is break down what is going on. And I want to break down an interesting piece of news that broke this week. In that, Colorado announced in the lead up to their spring game. I don't think it's a coincidence that they have not only sold out the spring game this weekend, they have sold out their entire season ticket allotment for the 2023 fall campaign in April, five months before the season starts. First time since 1996 that Colorado has completely sold out its season ticket package. And let me just say one thing. We usually wait until Fridays to do where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong, sharing my best and worst takes. But this is one I nailed. I have said from the beginning that I believe that Coach Prime was a guy that every Power Five should be after. I said one school was going to be lucky to get him. And now it's starting to come to fruition. So let's talk about all this craziness at Colorado with Coach Prime. And let me start by saying this. As I just said, I get a lot of stuff wrong over the course of a week, month, year. Get a ton of stuff wrong. I'm terrible. I'm the worst. But one thing I have been consistent on, I said two off seasons ago that Power 5 schools should be looking at Coach Prime. And so I bring it up because I believe that I was probably, I'm not even being sarcastic when I say this, I think I was the first person that was really pushing Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, as a Power 5, like, you got to go get him, candidate last year. You can go back and look. The first time that I talked about Coach Prime as he is my number one candidate, it was, how about this, September 19th. You know how I know that? It was because it was a segment that I did on this show directly after Penn State went to Auburn in week three and destroyed Auburn. I think the final score was like 41 to 13 or something like that. And so at the time, I said, look, it's clear Brian Harson isn't working. It's clear if you get destroyed by Penn State, you're not beating Alabama, you're not beating Georgia, you're not beating LSU, on and on down the list. And Auburn has to start thinking about what's next. And I said on September 19th, I think it was the date, go get Coach Prime. He is a difference maker. He is the X factor. And so I bring it up because, listen, Auburn went with Hugh Freeze, friend of the Aaron Torres pod, like Coach Freeze. I think he's going to do really well there. But I knew it only took one guy or girl, one AD, to see the vision that I saw and see the impact that Coach Prime would have on Colorado. And now what's so cool is that we're now seeing it all come to life in front of our eyes. Because when you hire Coach Prime, you get the complete package of everything, of coaching, recruiting, marketing, social media, and we're seeing it come to fruition in Colorado. Think about what Colorado got with Coach Prime the day that he signed up. So first of all, you got a really good football coach, and this is something that has been too lost in all of the conversations about this hire. We talk about the five stars and the, the hype and the videos and social media and whatever. You understand that over his final two seasons, at Jackson State, Coach Prime went 23 and 3 overall, 11 and 2 in 2021, 12 and 1 this past season. One of those losses, by the way, was to an FBS team when he was at the FCS level. So essentially, in his final two years playing like minded competition, he went 23 and 2 overall. His first year, by the way, was that COVID fall spring season went four and three after completely taking over the roster. And then again, 23 and three over his final two years. So one, you're just getting a good football coach. And if it was only about football, if that was all it was about, this was still a great hire from for, for Colorado. But here's the thing. The coaching is just the tip of the iceberg when you bring in Coach Prime. Think about all of the other things that come with Coach Prime that we are now seeing come to fruition for Colorado. One, how about just the media blitz that is coming with Coach Prime? One, they have the best in-house media team in all of not only college football, but all of college sports, maybe sports period, okay? Let's give a little credit to Deion Sanders Jr. 
Coach Prime's son, who runs all of his social media and the team's social media for an account called Well Off Media. That's their media company. You follow them. They have daily updates, practice videos, you name it. The in-house media is through the roof, and it's exposure that nobody else in college football has. No disrespect to anybody else, but it's the truth. But then beyond that, think about all the outside media. First of all, nobody would be talking about Colorado football right now if they had literally hired anybody else. And they could have gotten a good coach. Dan Mullen maybe was available, right? Like, like Dan Mullen's a perfect hypothetical. Former SEC head coach, won big games, went to big bowl games, big name. Dan Mullen isn't creating this kind of interest. Do you understand? ESPN is about to be in Boulder, Colorado. They're sending their A team to Boulder, Colorado this weekend for Coach Prime's debut. Chris Fowler's going to be there. Kirk Herbstreet's going to be there. They usually only go to Alabama, maybe Georgia. Like, think about that. Clemson can't even get Fowler and Herbstreet out. Florida State can't. Texas can't. But Coach Prime, they're going to Colorado. In previous years, I don't even think Colorado would get a game right up on ESPN.com. Now they have the A-team in Boulder, Colorado. So you think about that. You think about all the national writers that are going to be there, the national media members. I'll be honest. I thought about going out. There were some work restrictions. Host Fox Sports Radio Saturday nights. No big deal. I thought about going out to Boulder myself. Couldn't make it. But it shows you the interest that he has created. Beyond the media interest, how about the fan interest? How about the fan interest? These stats blew my mind. So not not surprising, but they blew my mind. So did you know, so Colorado is expected to have 45,000 people at their spring game. By the way, tickets were $10 a piece. So I'm not great at math, but that's already a lot of money that you just raised from the spring game strictly from tickets. And what's crazy is this isn't Ohio State. Nebraska, Texas A&M, Georgia, Tennessee. You're not getting 30, 40, 50,000 people regardless of who the coach is. Prior to Saturday, Colorado had never had more than 18,000 people at a spring game. How about this? They averaged 43,000 people at actual games. They're going to get 45,000 people in the doors when it comes to to Saturday's spring game. Oh, by the way, as I said, they just sold out their entire season ticket allotment for the entire year in April. It was just announced. And so it cracks me up because I go back to that introductory press conference when Coach Prime was introduced, and it reminded me of, do you remember this? We talked about it at the time. The AD, Rick George, he had this great comment. They said to him, they said, you know, Coach Prime's salary is this much money, we didn't think that that was in the budget. Where do you? How did you get this much money to go get Coach Prime? And Rick George, the AD, was like, well, we don't have the money right now, but we'll find it. Well, you know where you found it? By hiring the best candidate you possibly could. Bunch of ticket sales, spring ticket sales, merchandise, on and on and on and on and on. You obviously have, beyond that, the recruiting interest in Colorado. I'm telling you, look at the numbers on YouTube, on this podcast on other podcasts, on other YouTube channels. Every day, it was a sing, it was a, 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 a feeding frenzy. First, it was, is Shador going to follow him? Then Shador follows him. Is Travis Hunter going to follow him? Then Travis Hunter follows him. Kormani, Kormani McLean, excuse me, the five-star cornerback, was committed to Miami. National signing day comes. He doesn't sign. Is he going to Colorado? The recruiting interest. Oh, by the way, give it a full year with Coach Prime at Colorado. Wait until this coming June and July. I guarantee you we're going to be talking about day after day after day after day, big-time players committing to the Buffaloes. And then finally, and I don't think you can appreciate this enough, and it does kind of go back to what I just said a second ago, the economic impact that Coach Prime is going to have. So one, just on the athletic department, we just talked about it, 45000 paying $10 a ticket for the spring game. They're going to have 60-plus thousand people in every single game that they play this year at home. So think about the economic impact. Think about the impact that that is not only going to have on the athletic department, but also the impact that it's going to have in the community, in restaurants, parking. I'm sure Colorado's not letting you park for free on Saturday. Maybe they are, I don't know. The concessions at the stadium, beer sales if they have them at the stadium. Oh, by the way, the surrounding community, 
the gas stations. Everyone's got to fill up coming in, fill up going out. Um, the restaurants, as I just said, the 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 grocery stores where you're picking up stuff to tailgate. Uh, the restaurants after the game, and now you're gonna have that for seven Saturdays a year, where twenty plus thousand extra people are going to be coming in. So again, Coach Prime is the total package, and I give Colorado so much credit for making this move. Now, of course, when I say this really quick, let me just be fair and present the other side. Because anytime I credit Coach Prime, just like when I credit Hugh Freeze or Matt Rule or whatever, what's the pushback? Well, he's got to win games. Well, here's my thing. What what reason do we think to have that Coach Prime isn't going to win a lot of games? Now, is he going to go 12-0 this year? No, he's not. I think he's probably going to lose at least one game. And when I say at least one, I'm being facetious. Like, he's going to lose a bunch of games. It's a roster process. They play Oregon. They play USC. They open at TCU, who just made the college football national championship game. Week two, Colorado or Nebraska at home. So it's not going to be easy. But one, this guy is a winner everywhere he's been. I say it all the time. This isn't just a guy that played football that wanted to try coaching. He coached at the youth level and had success. He coached at the high school level and had success. He coached at Jackson State and had success. He knows how to build a program. This isn't him trying it out the way that Chris Mullen decided to try out coaching at St. John's or Patrick Ewing coaching at Georgetown or you know Hugh Jackson now coaching at the HBCU level. This guy gets it. He knows how to build a program, and I think he's going to have success. Now, what does success look like? That remains to be seen. Because I think the, the the future of college football is so uncertain right now. I don't even know if Colorado is going to be in the Pac-12 in like 18 months from now, okay? Like when we open the 2024 football season, I don't know if there's going to be a Pac-12. So what is their future? I don't know. What is the 12-team playoff? I don't know. Oh, by the way, what if a job that opens up that he just can't turn down opens up? What if it's Florida State? What if it's whatever? The point I'm trying to make, I'm not going to put a, you know, he's going to be in the playoff in three years. He's going to win a Pac-12 in three years because we don't even know if there's going to be a Pac-12. But this guy's going to win. This guy's going to be successful. And here's the bottom line. He's already proving why he was the right guy for the job and why he would have been the right guy for any job. Why he was the guy that I went to bat for in September, October, November, December, saying somebody go hire this guy. Colorado has, and they are going to take advantage of him. All right, so what I want to do, take a quick break, come back. Do you want to talk a little college hoops? We're going to do some stay or go draft decisions. We are also going to do some portal updates. Now, there is one caveat. I actually recorded that segment before Coach Prime. I bring it up to say there was a piece of news. Jordan Walsh from Arkansas has announced that he will test the NBA draft waters. I mentioned Jordan Walsh at the back end of the show. Keep in mind that was recorded before that news and any other news that may come out after about 11.30 Eastern time. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we'll get back to the show in a minute. But before we do... I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook in the Betfred Sportsbook app. The NBA playoffs are here, and nobody has you covered quite like Betfred. By now, you know Betfred's story. Started in 1967 in the UK, over 1,200 shops in the UK. They have since come to the United States and made a major splash. They are not only the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres podcast and all things Aaron Torres media, but also 
the Cincinnati Bengals, the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos. And what I love about Betfred Sportsbook is that nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. You've seen the Betfred Sportsbook suite at Bengals games. It is hopping. We have sent listeners of this show to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. Betfred bettors have thrown out first pitches at Colorado Rockies games. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred Sportsbook does. And here is what they are doing for the NBA playoffs. How about this for a deal? Bet $50 on any game, all playoffs long, get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app, bet $50 on any game. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, here is what else Betfred does for you. They're going to give you up to $200 in insurance for the first five weeks that you're a Betfred customer. So, Maybe you make a bad pick. We all do. We've all been there. Trust me. You followed my picks in March Madness. It happens. So you bet 200. Doesn't work out. Get 200 insurance for the first five weeks that you are a Betfred customer, equating up to $1,111 in free bets thanks to Betfred. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred does. Love working with them. They are the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod. Tell them Torres sent you. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app right now. All right, everybody. I am back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Do want to switch gears and, and, and let's do some college hoop stuff here to wrap this Wednesday. Aaron Torres pod. We'll do a little bit of stay or go stuff. Then we'll hit on some very interesting transfer portal news and notes. Do we have a new leader for Hunter Dickinson? Arkansas is doing it again. Uh, Florida, Syracuse, Creighton, a lot of different schools making moves, but it is officially, it's definitely me season right now. As I've said many times, Dan Hurley calls November to March. We season, we are all in it together. April becomes me season, and that has certainly been the case over the last couple of days. Let's start with a couple news and notes in terms of players who are test or, you know, stay or go NBA draft decisions. Let's put it like that. We'll start with quite literally the biggest one. I'm talking about Zach Eady. It's the biggest one because he's seven foot four, but also because he is the reigning national player of the year. Zach Eady from Purdue announces that he will test the NBA draft waters while also leaving his options open to return to college basketball, obviously. On the one hand, the fact that he's testing the NBA draft waters, it's not surprising. He's the national player of the year. Um, when you're that good, that dominant. Oh, by the way, he just completed his junior year. Why wouldn't you test the NBA draft waters? Why wouldn't you see what was out there, what opportunities presented themselves? If you're an NBA draft prospect, work out for teams, get on their radar, all that good stuff. At the same time, why this isn't like a lead story, top of the show thing is because ultimately I expect them to come back. And this is something that we have talked about with Zach Eady and with Purdue since like November or December. I said, look, I always like Purdue, but I don't know if they have a single NBA player on their roster. And when I look at this Purdue team and when I look at Zach Eady, I don't know if he's an NBA player. Seven foot four, not super athletic. I think he's probably a little bit more skilled than he gets credit for. But this is the same conversation that we had this time last year about Drew Timmy, about Oscar Shibway, about Trace Jackson Davis, about whoever. Can a guy... With that skill set, back to the basket center, not super athletic, can't guard in space, is that an NBA player in 2023? I don't know. I find it interesting. He is on the back end of most NBA draft boards. I saw ESPN has him ranked like number 49 on their big board. The athletics somewhere in that range as well. And I just bring it up because when I look at a player of Zach Eady's caliber, um, do you want to go be a second round pick, probably play in the G league, eventually end up overseas, hope you can catch on on an NBA roster, or do you want to come back to Purdue for another year where you're the big man on campus star of the show national TV? It remains to be seen. Only really quick thing with Zach Eady is, um, you know, much like Oscar Shibway, much like Adama Sonogo, his NIL situation is a little bit complicated. He is an international student. And so because of that, um, don't know what, you know, you can still do NIL, but it's just a bit more complicated. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to spend 20 minutes on this. This is not a lead of the show topic because I ultimately expect him to test the NBA draft waters, but ultimately return to school 
where we could then start the conversation again about Purdue and what they are next year. They'll basically return everybody off of a team that just lost to a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament. Not sure I'm going to trust them anymore next year more than I do this year. Let's get to some more stay or go stuff. Uh, the next one on my little list, I got to check it off as we go. Andre Jackson, small forward, UConn, the national champions. Not sure if you heard UConn won the title about two, two and a half weeks ago. So Andre Jackson's another guy that's really interesting. He's a junior. He's super athletic. Um, and he's kind of a, a, a jack of all trades guy. He kind of runs the point as a six, seven, six, eight guy. He's an initiator for others. Five assists per game, about eight points per game, six rebounds per game. And as the as the NCAA tournament unfolded, you started to see his value for the team. Does a little bit of everything. Great wing defender, great athlete. I mean, when you talk about great athlete, like I talked to an NBA person during the season. They said if Andre Jackson came into the NBA right now, he'd be one of the top 10 athletes in the NBA right now. So imagine what he did in college basketball where there was three, four plays every single game where you were just like, oh my God, nobody's supposed to do what Andre Jackson just did. Only he does. He is a special elite athlete, great leader. And he is, I believe, the heart and soul of that Kentucky team. At the same time, there are some concerns about him. Now, I will say to his credit, he really did rise up draft boards uh, during the college basketball season and specifically the NCAA tournament. I saw Adrian Wojnarowski, who broke the story. He said that of every player in the in the NCAA tournament, no player helped themselves in the eyes of NBA scouts more than Andre Jackson. And I think it's because everybody has spent so much time on focusing what he can't do, which we're going to discuss here momentarily, but everybody saw what he can do, which is initiate, defend, rebound, crash the boards, create for others. He's just a very unique player. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I think if there's one compliment you could give this kid, Eric Musselman during the NCAA tournament after that Sweet 16 loss said, we haven't seen a kid like him all year long. Six foot eight, but he's the lead playmaker, but he's also the best wing defender, but he can defend the post, but he can rebound. Like, there's nobody in college basketball like him. Problem is, there are some real limitations to his game. Specifically, he is not a great three-point shooter. The NBA, as we all see, we're all watching these NBA playoffs. It is a shooting league right now. And Andre Jackson averaged about 27, 28% shooting from three this year. Um, and it's not like it's a new thing. He has struggled to shoot throughout his college career. As a matter of fact, if he was a 34, 35% three-point shooter, I think he'd probably already be in the NBA at this point, maybe even have been a one and done. What I will say, I think his decision is a bit more complicated than Zach Eadie's. I think UConn privately thinks that he's probably going to come back. But you get that kind of athlete in front of NBA people, I think NBA people are going to sit there and say, you know what, I'm the fill in the blank, and I have a third first-round pick at 24 or 28. I'm going to go ahead and draft that guy and bet on his upside and bet on his potential. What is Andre Jackson looking for in this draft process? I think that's what we need to kind of figure out, and that's what we're going to find out in the coming days and weeks. He's going to go to the combine. He's going to test off the charts there. He's going to play really well in those scrimmages. And I think it comes down to, does he get a guarantee that he can't turn down? UConn, UConn's NIL program is great, but if you can make two, two and a half, three million dollars as a first round pick, that's probably an opportunity that you can't really turn down. So it'll be interesting to see. As far as my top 25 is concerned, I still have Andre Jackson coming back to UConn. And I will say, I, I, he is, to me, the linchpin of whether UConn can realistically go back-to-back -back or not. They're going to be good next year. Donovan Kling is back. Alex Caravan's back. Uh, as I record, Tristan Newton, there's kind of an interesting song and dance going on with him. But Andre Jackson is the guy that you need. By the way, UConn, a top-five recruiting class in the country. Stephon Castle, so uh, Solomon Ball, a lot of really talented players, Jalen Stewart. But I think the, the linchpin of them being a legitimate back-to-back -back national championship candidate really does rest on Oscar Sheepway's shoulder, or on Oscar Sheepway, on Andre Jackson's shoulders. A couple other stay-or-go decisions. One, uh, Santiago Vescovi, uh, Tennessee. Santiago Vescovi, Tennessee, decides to come back. Yes, he feels like he's been in college basketball forever, does have that extra COVID year. It's crazy. He came into Tennessee um, 
prior to COVID 2019, 2020 season, he enrolled at the halfway point. That was the year after Grant Williams left Tennessee coming back for a fifth year. Also, it's not technically official yet, but I believe that we will get news today that a Dembona from UCLA tests the NBA draft waters. And if that's the case, UCLA could literally lose every single player that played significant minutes on last year's team. We're going to find out a lot about Big Mick Energy, Mick Cronin, next year because he is going to have a very thin roster if a Dembona does indeed declare. With that said, let's switch gears. Let's get to some transfer portal stuff. Now, listen, I love the stay and go stuff. But the stay and go stuff is like the appetizer before the main course. It's the, um, I, I'm not going to make another analogy to something that leads to something else. You might get my drift if you're of a certain age. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But the stay and go stuff is interesting. But let's get to the portal stuff, because the portal stuff, listen, it is now, it is the present, it is next year in college basketball. So let's talk about it, and let's start with a very big story that has come out over the last five or six, I was going to say five or six days, but it's really about 12 to 24 hours, and that's this. Does Hunter Dickinson have a new leader, and is it somebody that we haven't really talked about Hunter Dickinson with? So let's break it down. Let's talk about it. And in and, and the Hunter Dickinson recruitment, the last time we talked about it last week, felt like it was coming down to the wire. Last Saturday, he had a visit at Georgetown. By the way, not sure if you saw pictures, but they took him to Chick-fil-A for dinner. So shout out Georgetown for rolling out the red carpet there. Went to Maryland on Sunday. And then Hunter Dickinson is expected to go to Kansas tomorrow. And we thought that was kind of the end of the Hunter Dickinson recruitment. It's going to be the hometown school, Maryland the hometown school, Georgetown, or he is going to be the missing piece on another title contender type team at Kansas. So why do I bring it up? Well, it's because on Tuesday, my old buddy, Matt Jones, Kentucky Sports Radio, he said something very interesting on his radio show that has certainly made waves in the college basketball world. He said, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not going to quote him verbatim, that Kentucky is now in the mix with Hunter Dickinson, and that essentially Hunter Dickinson and his camp have expressed interest in coming to Kentucky. Obviously, that would be contingent on Oscar Shibwe leaving. And so we've got two interesting conversations to have on the Hunter Dickinson-Kentucky front. One, do we believe that Kentucky's really in the mix? And I love Matt, but we're going to talk about it. And then two, if you have a chance to get Hunter Dickinson, do you boot Oscar Shibwe out the door? Let's discuss both. Listen, first of all, I don't mean to throw any, I don't mean to rain on anybody's parade, throw water, be a wet blanket, whatever. But let me just say this. I love Matt. He's a great friend. Respect the hell out of who he is, what he's built, the opportunities that he has given me. Okay. Many of you know who I am because I did a few years working with him at Kentucky Sports Radio, working for him at Kentucky Sports Radio. But while I love Matt, I'll just be honest. I don't know 
if this one really passes the smell test. I mean, that's not a criticism of Matt. Matt gets good information. Matt has to report it. But what I would say is if you put the other puzzle pieces that we know together, I just don't know that it totally makes sense. Okay, and here's a couple reasons why. One, first off, what has Kentucky's kind of private message been to the media about their transfer portal activity? It's been, we're keeping things on the DL. We're not making things public because we don't want public information out there. And we don't want to be used in this NIL world, this transfer portal NIL world. Essentially what John Calipari, the message that he has delivered to the media is, we don't want kids coming to us, sitting down for a meeting that really have no interest, asking us, oh, you know, so tell us a little bit about your NIL and how much did this person make and how much did that person make and how much can I potentially make? And then whoever it is, a Hunter Dickinson, a whoever, fill in the blank, Aaron Torres, if I'm a high-profile player, they don't want Aaron Torres, the recruit, walking in saying, oh, I can make 800 k I can make 250 k as the, 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 the seventh man. And then using that information and going to the school that they actually want to go to and driving up the price, going to Maryland, Villanova, UConn, Tennessee, Georgia, whoever, and saying, well, you know, listen, I want to come. And I know you're only offering me 150, but Kentucky's offering me 250. If you can match Kentucky, then we're going to come. So that has been Kentucky's public play about NIL. We don't want to be used as a leverage point to get what you really want. And I guess my question is, what do we have to believe that they aren't being used as a leverage point in this specific situation regarding Hunter Dickinson? Because the thing with Hunter Dickinson is from the beginning, this recruitment has been very quiet. But it feels like for the last two, two and a half, three weeks, it really has been about three schools. He's from Maryland. Maryland is in the mix. They just hired his high school coach. He Georgetown is a local school to where he is. Could they have used him as the building block for Ed Cooley's rebuild? And then Kansas, again, Kansas is a, they need a big man. Last year, they played, their five guy is like six foot six, KJ Adams. And so they need a big guy to, to, to really highlight all of their other pieces. And so we've known for weeks that those are the three for Hunter Dickinson. He set up visits, but now all of a sudden, as his recruitment is coming down to the wire, he wants to go to Kentucky and he's going to go to Kentucky without even taking a visit and without with, with mixed how much do we actually know how much communication he's been in with them. So no, I'm sorry. Listen, I love Matt. I think he's great. And I don't believe that he is actively lying. What I do believe is wherever he got that information from, I don't know who, who, who is giving him the information and who is trying to benefit from it. Because if it's Hunter Dickinson's camp, and I believe he said on Kentucky Sports Radio, it's not from the Kentucky side. Well, if it's from the Hunter Dickinson side, you got to be careful that as the most high-profile player or most high-profile person in the Kentucky media, you're not being used. Listen, I don't need to tell anybody how to do their job, but what I can tell you is every day, Somebody hits me up. Hey, you should talk to this person or put this out there. Or you should mention this. And I have to wade through what is actually true, what is actually credible, and what is absolute nonsense. And so I like Hunter Dickinson, but the idea that he's going to visit these three schools and is ready to commit, and now he wants to commit to Kentucky sight unseen? Forgive me. I don't believe it. Now, if we get new information in the coming days about a new visit, a new this, a new that, then that's a different conversation. But right now, today, this second, I don't believe it. With that said, though, it does set up an interesting conversation. By the way, I could be 100% wrong. And if I'm wrong, end of the week, Aaron Wright, Aaron wrong. I own all my L's. So let's, let, let, let's now take a second to work under the hypothetical that I am wrong, that I don't know what I'm talking about, that I don't make sense. Then there's an interesting conversation about do you take Hunter Dickinson or do you take Oscar Shibway because Hunter Dickinson is interested on the contingency that Oscar Shibway is not back next year. And currently, Oscar Shibway is going through the draft process. That could go all the way till the end of May. Oscar Shibway is two feet in, really looking to take advantage of this draft process. And so there's an interesting debate going on in the Kentucky community about if you can only have one, who do you take? And to me, it's a no-brainer. If Oscar Shibway isn't ready to commit to coming back today, this second, and Hunter Dickinson really is interested in coming to Kentucky today, this second, it's not even a debate. You say, Oscar, thank you. We'll help you pack up all your National Player of the Year awards, but you got to get out of here. 
And so I want to discuss this part because I think this is an interesting part. And this is something I have been critical of Kentucky about and people have gotten mad at me for. And I don't, by the way, I don't really care. Yell and scream at me all you want. I get called an idiot 20 times a day on social media. It doesn't bother me. But why I bring it up is because to me, if you have a bird in the hand in this hypothetical scenario, Hunter Dickinson wants to come to Kentucky, but he needs to know Oscar Sheepway isn't coming back. To me, it's a no-brainer rather than wait for Oscar Sheepway's decision. And this has been my criticism of John Calipari over the last few weeks. Everybody else in college basketball, when players declare, they're moving forward saying, listen, if you're not two feet in here, we have to plan for life without you. And I think there's something nice and something humble about that concept. But at the same time, players always say all the time, what do players say? Oh, it's a business decision. It's a business decision. Well, you got to treat your operation at Kentucky, at Louisville, at Tennessee, at UCLA, at UConn as a business decision, as a business. And if a player is this or that and they're thinking about leaving, you can't wait until the end of May to try and figure out how to replace them. You got to do it right now, this second. I'll give you an example, right? So everybody yells at, you know, everybody makes fun of, of the Arkansas staff for how they operate. I think the last number I saw, 85, 90 kids that they've reached out to the into in the portal. But the way that I see it is two things. Is one, Eric Musselman's running it like a professional operation. Listen, y'all want to be pros. I coached in the pros, same as John Calipari. I coached in the pros. We're going to run this like a pro operation. And a pro operation is when you're here between these four walls, we love you. We're going to do anything for you. But the second that you make the decision that you're looking at other places, we have to be non-emotional about this. We have to plan for life without you. And so essentially the way, and I haven't talked to Coach Muss about this, but the way that I have seen him operate over the last couple of years is if you're even thinking about declaring for the draft, we're planning for life without you. And we're not going to wait until May or June for you to figure things out. And so, yes, he reaches out to a million kids in the portal. But one, just because you reach out doesn't mean you're going to get a visit, going to get a commitment, going to get whatever. You're reaching out to build a relationship, to see if it's the right fit, to see if it's the right fit for you and the player. For a lot of players, it's not the right fit. For a lot of schools, that player isn't the right fit. But then two, it's to have a plan and have a backup plan and have a backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan for a backup plan in case something like this happens. Eric Musselman and his staff, they're not getting emotional. Listen, Devo Davis is in the NBA draft process right now. Devo Davis is an icon at Arkansas from the state of Arkansas, the town of Jacksonville, Arkansas. But he declared for the draft, and I, I haven't heard this from anybody in the program. I'm just telling you what my speculation is. It appears as though they're recruiting, as though he's not going to be back. And it has to be a non-emotional thing. And so that's where it comes back to me with John Calipari and Oscar Sheepway. We all love Oscar Sheepway. I'd love to see him do another year of college basketball. But you have to be non-emotional about this. You have to say, Oscar, thank you for everything for the last two years. You were the, the, the bedrock when this program was going through turmoil following that COVID season of 2020, 2021. But at the same time, we have to prepare as though you're not going to be here. And if you want to be here, we got to make sure that you're two feet in. And if you're not, that's okay. Do what's best for you, but we have to do what's best for us. And so it'll be interesting to see. Let's wait and find out. But all I'll say is straightforward. If there is a real decision, if Hunter Dickinson is genuinely interested in Kentucky on the contingency that Oscar Sheeway isn't coming back and Hunter Dickinson at some point is ready to commit, you take that commitment. And you say, Oscar, thank you, but it's time for us to move on. Really quickly, some other portal news and notes. And let's start with the school that I just talked about. Have you seen what Arkansas has done here over the last two weeks? So Arkansas on Monday picked up its fifth separate commitment in the transfer portal this offseason. Okay, now we did a long form segment on this on YouTube. I'm going to try to condense it here so we can hit on some other news and notes. But Arkansas on, excuse me, Arkansas on Monday picked up a commitment from L. Ellis, Louisville's leading scorer this year, 17 and a half points per game. It is now the fifth separate commitment that Arkansas has taken. And as I always say, just one question, baby. Can anybody stop the Big Pig Invasion? So here's the deal with Arkansas. By the way, Big Pig Invasion shirts available, AaronTorresOnline.com slash merchandise. You can DM me or email me for questions about that as well. But so with Arkansas, we just kind of talked about the mindset. Reach out to everybody, see who's interested, see who's not, etc. But with L. Ellis, let's start with him. 
because listen, I, I think he's going to be really good at Arkansas. Okay. Average 17 and a half, 17.7 points per game specifically. Now his shooting was a little bit down this year, but it's because let's be honest. Did you see Louisville's roster around him? It was terrible. Louisville had, by my measurement, I would say maybe three to four guys that are really ACC caliber players this year. Now, a couple guys were young, might have developed into it, but you had L. Ellis, Jalen Withers, who, by the way, just committed to North Carolina to be essentially a backup, probably, and a couple other guys. But they averaged 63 points per game. They only had two players average more than eight points per game. And so my thing with L. Ellis, I, I had people say, oh, you think that guy's going to be a difference maker at Arkansas? Well, he averaged 17 points per game when he had no help around him. So can he average 14 or 13 in a much more efficient manner? I think that he can. But beyond that, it's just another piece to the puzzle for an Arkansas team that I now have in the top five in my preseason. First of all, from the portal perspective, no doubt about it, biggest winner so far, most talent so far. And what I love is, even though they've taken five guys who are all essentially guards or wings, they basically all complement each other well. Keon Menefield was at Washington. He's kind of a smaller guard, beat you off the dribble, get to the basket, get to the foul line kind of guy. You then have Tremon Mark from Houston, a two-way player who's elite defensively, six foot five, super athletic. He's going to guard the other team's best player. Great rebounder for a guy his size, can score as well. Not a great three-point shooter. You have Khalif Battle. Bucket from Temple. Now he's had health issues. Health issues makes it sound bad. He's had injury issues staying on the court, keeping it healthy, but averaged 21 points per game two years ago. He can shoot the ball. And then Jeremiah Davenport from Cincinnati is a guy that is brought in specifically to shoot. And so you now add L. Ellis to that mix. And you're talking about a group that is elite defensively with Menafield and Mark, elite scoring with Ellis and Battle. Size with Tremont Mark, Khalif Battle, L. Ellis to a smaller degree. Name me one thing in the backcourt that they don't do. They rebound really well with Tremont Mark. Name me one thing that this group doesn't do really well. It doesn't exist. And so when you add them in with Trevin Brazil, who we know is going to be back next year, Jalen Graham, who we know is going to be back next year, possibly Makai Mitchell, we'll see. And then, oh, by the way, Jordan Walsh, as of right now, is not officially announced he's coming back, but it appears as though he might be. That's a top five team in the country, people. You have five guards that can all play, five guards that will all defend and shoot and rebound and, and contribute. And then you have Trevin Brazil, potentially Jordan Walsh. And I didn't even mention, by the way, Bayfall, six foot 11 McDonald's All-American is coming in. Layden Blocker, a five-star guard is coming in. That is a really, really, really good team. Arkansas picks up its fifth portal edition. Again, we did an extended video on YouTube. Make sure to check that out. Really quickly, some other news and notes. Uh, Creighton. Creighton ain't worried about Ryan Nemhart. okay? Ryan Nemhart hits the portal. Creighton says, you know what? We're going to be just fine. As on Monday, they pick up a commitment from Stephen Ashworth, really good player from Utah State. Remember, Utah State made the NCAA tournament this year. He was their leading score, about 15 and a half points per game. Great three-point shooter, led the team in assists, and he fits in perfectly in that Creighton system. Can play on the ball, can play off the ball. Great shooter. I think Creighton probably goes with Baylor Shireman at the point guard, but this is a really good player who has a chance to do really special things at Creighton. Love the addition there. Uh, I'll give credit. I thought Syracuse actually made a very nice addition on Monday. Chance Westry, who was a former fringe five-star, high four-star committed to Syracuse. He spent last year at Auburn, but he only played a few games, got hurt, was out for the year. But he's a big, like, six-foot-six guard. Obviously, we don't know exactly what Syracuse is going to look like, but they've now added two really nice guards to their mix, J.J. Starling and Chance Westry. I actually really like Chance Westry a lot. I I'm excited to see him um, in extended minutes. And then finally, let me give credit to a program. You know, I've criticized them a little bit over the last year or so. Florida. Gators, Todd Golden, their young uh, boy wonder coach. He's 37 years old, 36 years old. Looks like he's about 19. They picked up a bunch of impact dudes. The most recent one, Sunday night, Tyree Samuel committed to the Florida Gators. He comes from uh, Seton Hall, where he's a big power body, super athletic, really good kind of rim runner, rim defender, whatever. I'm bringing it up. This is now the fourth 
portal edition for uh, for Florida. EJ Jarvis, a guard from Yale. By the way, he did an interview with the College Hoops Daily podcast, part of the Aaron Torres podcast media feed. Zach did an awesome job talking to him. So if we have any Gators fans, make sure to check that out. Uh, also, uh, the big guy from uh, the big guy from Marshall. I always trip up his name, so please forgive me if I ruin it, uh, Gators fan. But Micah Hanlog ten, and then they also got the kid Walter Clayton from uh, Iona, who was Rick Pitino's best player. So credit to Todd Golden. He's starting to put together a team now that at the very least is looking like an NCAA tournament caliber team for 2023-2024. Not sure I'd put him in quite that Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky class at the top of the league, but Florida is making moves. Credit to Todd Golden. All right. I think that's it for this episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. I do think it is time for me to get out of here. If you're not subscribed to the show, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure to subscribe. Also, make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead and give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. That is all for today's show. Appreciate your support. And it is time for me to get out of here. Shout out to Torrent Craig. By the way, Tory, Torrent Craig, who's really Tory Craig, had a great game one against the Clippers on Sunday night. So shout out to Torrent Craig, but also Tory Craig as well. Shout out to Rachel who hates my voice. Hope you're doing great, Rachel. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F head. Unblock me, bro. It's the playoffs. Let's talk ball. I'll be back Friday. New episode. Aaron Torres Pod. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.